Hello family of grace, welcome to another episode of Daily Grace with Alan on the chapter edition. And today's one of the chapters, Genesis chapter 39. As usual, let's start off with a word of prayer. Almighty Lord, God, I want to thank you for this wonderful day. I want to thank you for the gift of life. I want to thank you for the gift of provision. I want to thank you for the gift of done into our lives. I want to thank you for this wonderful day that you have been there to protect us, to guide us. Have mercy on us where I have gone wrong, where I have offended you. In our thoughts, in our words, in our actions, in what you have done and what you have not yet done. May send on your Holy Spirit to come and guide us. Come and be with us and protect us and guide us. Show us the right path in everything that we do. Hold this believing and trusting in your mighty name and that of your Son, Jesus Christ, who strengthens us. Amen. So, as usual, let's start off by reading through the chapter and then we shall see. Joseph and Pontiphar's wife. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Pontiphar, an Egyptian who was also one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, brought brought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. The Lord was with Joseph so that he proposed, he prospered, and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did. Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Pontifar put him in charge of his household and entrusted to his care everything he owned. From that time he put him in charge of his household and of all that he owned. The Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Pontifar had, both in the house and in the field. So Pontipa left everything he had in Joseph's care, with Joseph in charge. He did not concern him with anything except the food he ate. Now Joseph was well-built and handsome, and after a while his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. But he refused. With me in charge, he told her. My master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. No, my master has withheld nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. How could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. One day, he went into the house to attend his duties, and none of the servants were inside. She, came, she caught him by his clock and said, Come to bed with me. But he left his clock in her hand and ran out of the house. When she saw that he had left his clock in her hand and had run out of the house, she called her house servants. Look, she said to them, This Hebrew has been brought to us to make sport of us. He came in here to sleep with me, but I screamed. When he heard me scream for help, he left his clock beside me and ran out of the house. She kept his clock beside her until his master came home. Then she told him the story. The Hebrew slave you bought us came to me to make sport of me, but as soon as I screamed for help, he left his clock beside me and ran out of the house. 
when his master heard the story, his wife told him, saying, This is how your slave treated me. He burned with anger. Joseph's master took him and put him in a prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. But while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all the things in prison, and he made and he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care, because the Lord with the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. Wow. So that's where we are. That's where we are. We saw where the where the Lord picked Joseph from and now where he is. So what lessons do I pick from today? Actually, the first lesson that I picked was from verse 2, which was like my favorite verse. The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. Now, I don't even know where to start from, but those days, the Egyptian masters had their courts, okay, like their, their houses, and then their slaves would often stay, like in a slave community or, or like in another house, you get it? A big house and maybe a small house. But because Joseph found favor in the eyes of the Lord, amen? No, like this is a funny thing. He was staying in the house of his master. Man, like, you know, like these days you will not get it. Eh? But that was a really very big thing. Man, why? Because the Lord was with him. And the word is that the Lord will also be with you regardless of where you are regardless of what you are doing the lord is still there with you and verse 3 tells us that when his master saw that the lord was with him and that the lord gave him success in everything he did joseph found favor in the eyes and became his attendant amen now when the lord is with you you'll find favor in everyone's eye. They might be jealous or what, nyo, nyo, nyo. mention them. You will find favor in their eyes. And when the Lord is with you, you're prosperous. That's not rocket science. There's no secret there. To suggest benefits, I don't know how to say, privileges. Hmm? Not everyone has this, by the way, but we as Christians, we are so blessed. And you know the funny thing is, just picture, imagine one time waking up being sold hmm, by your own brothers. Some of you will now have started, eh? <laughs> You'd have come up with so many quotes, so many motivational, eh? Some of you would have cried. But look what God brings Joseph through. And the Bible doesn't tell us anywhere why Joseph was complaining. It just takes time. 
And when you look at verse 4, Joseph found favor in the eyes, in his eyes, and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and entrusted to his care everything he owned. God will elevate you no matter where you go. Because remember, like at home, he was Israel's favorite child. And that's why they gave him that robe, that honored robe, that colorful robe. And again, even among the slaves, God is like, you're no ordinary person. You're not the same as these people. So does that go? God elevates him and puts him in charge. You know, being put in charge of everything. Hmm? So it's, it doesn't just come. There's something behind. And what was behind that was the grace of the Lord. And that just shows you that no matter what situation that you're going through in life, God will elevate you, period. And when you go to verse 5, that's when he, he starts getting interesting. From that time, he put him in charge of his household and all that he owned. The Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Pontifar had, both in the house and in the field. God will use you to bless others. I've always told you, when you are blessed in life, if God blesses you in life, when, not if, because God will definitely bless you in life. When God blesses you in life, bless others too. You will not lose anything, not even one. You will not lose anything. So when God blesses you, when God puts you in a position where you have all that you need, where you have what is enough for you, don't be selfish. Bless other people. And now, if you continue, hmm, we go to verse 7. Verse 7, now we see Pontifar's wife. I tell you, as Christians, we are handsome and beautiful. I don't know about you, but me, I know Christians are handsome and beautiful people, period. So what happens? Verse 7, we see Pontifar's wife coming. Joseph, come to bed with me. Come. Come. Can you imagine? And by the way, let me tell you something. Those days, hmm, those Egyptian officials married very fine women. Amen? Married very fine women. So now this is this fine, this is fine Egyptian woman telling Joseph, Joseph, come. Come, come to bed with me. Let's go. My master not around. We go one, two, one, two. Hmm? But he refused. Verse eight. But he refused. Just listen to that. But he refused. With me in charge, he told her, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. Look at that temptation. How do we stand against temptations? Let's be honest. 
Because the message I pick from this verse is that there, there will always be temptation. There will always be setbacks. But how do we handle this? Think about it. How many times have you been tempted to do something? And did you do it or you stayed strong? The only person that can answer that question is you. And that I'm not only meaning if a lady or someone approached you, or we go, no. There's so many ways that we have been tempted to steal, to lie, to do what? How many times have you avoided that temptation? If not, start praying to God to give you that spirit of resilience to fill you with the Holy Spirit to make you stand firm. You can imagine Joseph, you know, he's on top of the chain. He's in charge of everything in his master's home. His master's not around and he's not chasing. Hmm? He's not chasing the master's wife. The master's wife is chasing after him. You see now when you're Christian, eh? <laughs> I don't even know I'm laughing, but it's just, I don't know how to put it into words. But when you are a Christian, Think everything chases you. Money chases you. Prosperity chases you. Even women and men chase after you. So I'm not saying, eh? For you to, now you start saying, I'm a Christian because you want all that. There's a time for everything. But back to the thing. Joseph had everything. He had a clean sheet. He could have done anything. But he, he says no. You could have been saying, ah, Joseph is slow. If Joseph lived in today's time, boys would start saying, Joseph is slow. Nyo, nyo, nyo. It's okay. Stand your ground. Just because no one is watching you does not make a sin, not a sin. It's still a sin. I mean, and when you go into verse 9, no one is greater in this household than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you because you're his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? Respect what is not yours. Amen. Respect what is not yours. Acknowledge, know your limits, know your boundaries. Respect your bosses at work. Work for God in everything that you do. Amen? Work for God in everything that you do. Because Joseph was putting in all his effort, because Joseph was working for God and he was not working for a human being, he knew what it means and what it details when they say working for God. There are rules, there are regulations, there are things that God does not like. So him knowing very well that God will not like him to sleep with his boss's wife, he says no. Because he's not working for a human being. Amen. We can to verse 10. And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. Imagine, he says, no, this woman comes back, Joseph, and serious. Look at this fine west. What don't you see? And she tells and makes a serious say, what don't I have, Joseph? Tell me, what don't I have? Joseph is like, hold up. Hmm? 
the humble. He distends. You know, you see, he distends himself from her. He's trying to avoid temptation. How long are you willing to be persistent? Because you know, our enemy does not come once. He knows. He tries, he tries, he doesn't give up easily. He tries and tries and tries and tries. He does not give up easily. Are we going to fall into the trap? Or are we going to be persistent? And just like how Joseph distanced himself from Potiphar's wife, that's how we should distance ourselves from things that tempt us into sin. You get we should always distance ourselves from such things. And that's how we shall live a good life. And when you continue to verse 21, what's happening to verse 21? If you in between 11 to 20, you will see how this woman eh, acted and played and told everyone Joseph wanted eh, to <laughs> her to rape her, to take away her innocence. And I don't know why <laughs> NIV says, eh? makes part of us. Eh? <laughs> that part was really funny for me. Makes part of us. But fast forward, Joseph is now in a prison cell. And you know how situations in prisons are. You might have not been in a prison, but you have watched those movies where people are in prisons and all that stuff. So at least you have a glimpse. But now Joseph is here in a prison. And verse 21, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. Can someone just, can someone just, I don't know, just thank God. I don't know, clap for God. I don't know. No matter where you are, God is with you. And that's all you need. That's all you need. And lastly, so the verse 22, so the warden put Joseph in charge of all the things in the prison and he was made responsible for all that was done there. He put him on top. On top. Because as Christians, that's where we are. We are heads, not tails. We are top. It's just so funny. Hmm? It's just so funny. And if you just see, hmm? imagine, Joseph did nothing wrong. Have you ever thought of that? He worked hard. Hmm? But now he's in prison for something he did not do. A prison. Can you imagine a prison? But what does God do? God is still with him. God elevates him in that prison. Imagine it, it were you in a prison for something you don't have been done. You'd even lost faith at that point. That's when you stop believing and trusting. You know, that's when your faith starts bickering. And it may not be an actual act of prison. You can be in a financial prison, an academic prison, a social prison, whatever prison you are. Know that the Lord who put you there will lift you and will put you into the top. Get some time. Read Genesis chapter 39. What do you understand? Meditate on it. Tell us what you learned. You can email us 
dailygracewithalan at yahoo.com or send us a direct message on Instagram or Twitter at dailygracewithalan. Really love to hear from you. Almighty Father, I want to thank you for this wonderful day. I want to thank you for the gift of life. I want to thank you for today's message, Almighty King of Kings. We see how Joseph moves from being the top in the chief's house to being the top in a prison cell and makes us know that wherever we are, that no matter where we are, you always be with her, with us. Let us always see you near us in whatever situation that we are in. We pull this believing and trusting in your mighty name and that of your son, Jesus Christ, who strengthens us. Amen. Amen.